0: Operation Confidence proudly presents America's Invisible Heroes radio talk show. Tune in weekly on Sundays from 2 to 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time with your hosts, Consuela Mackey. Co-host, U.S. Air Force veteran, Matt Davidson. Announcers, Taylor Marcella and Brooke Gadesi. U.S. Army veteran and entertainment hosts, Charles Whitehead. Army Special Forces Veteran and I Once Was Whole, segment host, Richard Cook. U.S. Army Veteran and Lifeline for Women's Veterans, segment host, Martha Elena Varela. National Faith Program Director and Veterans in Recovery, segment host, Anthony Akinpora. And U.S. Air Force Veteran and Incarceration to Success, segment host, Kevin Lewandowski. For more information or to be a guest on our show, email Info at Operation dot org.
1: Operation Confidence is a grassroots nonprofit. The organization's mission is to provide stable housing for veterans who have experienced homelessness, as well as providing a wide range of supportive services. To help accomplish our goal, a successful landowner has donated land for the project, a world-renowned architect has offered to design the houses, and construction classes from the local community colleges will take part in building the houses. Your support and donations are needed. To get involved, please visit our website at www.OperationConfidence.com. Confidence.org or email info at operationconfidence.com.
2: Okay, so welcome everyone and thank you for tuning in to America's Invisible Heroes. This is me, Consuela. I have a bit of a scratchy throat so I'm going to let our co-host take over.
3: Take it away, Taylor. First, um, Again, thank you for tuning in to America's Invisible Heroes, the show dedicated to veterans and their families. Um, My name is Taylor Richardson and I am an an announcer um, with the grassroots nonprofit organization for veterans called Operation Confidence. I am not a veteran, but but our hearts go out to our American heroes, especially veterans who are disabled and maybe experiencing homelessness. For those who are new to the show, Americans Invisible Heroes was established to provide a platform for veterans to be able to share their story or share their experiences, heartfelt stories, resources, challenges, and accomplishments. Now, allow me tr- to introduce um, Anne Montague with um, her bi-monthly segment host, The Rosie's Movement, and U.S. Army veteran, Dr. Kathy Cash, who has a monthly segment and host for Strategies for Hope say hello everyone. Hello. And also, um, we would like to say a special prayer for Martha Varela, co-host and board member, co-host Charles Whitehead, as they will be back next week. Um, So let's get the show started. Um, What is the primary cause of veteran homelessness? Excuse me, those are my dogs. Um, Veterans are 50% more likely to become homeless than other Americans due to poverty, lack of support networks, and dismal living conditions in overcrowded or substandard housing. About 1.5 million veterans are considered at risk of homelessness. At risk is defined as being below poverty levels and paying more than 50% of household income on rent. It also includes households with a member who has a disability, a person living alone and those who are not in the labor force. Research shows that the greatest risk factors for homelessness are lack of support and social isolation after discharge. Veterans have low marriage rates and high divorce rates, and currently, one in five veterans is living alone. Social networks are particularly important for those who are having or for those who have a crisis or need temporary help. Without the assistance, since they are at high risk for homelessness. Nearly half a million, that's about 467,877 veterans, are severely rent burdened and pay more than 50% of their income for rent. More than half, which is about 55%, of veterans who are with severe housing cost burden, fell below the poverty level, and 43% receive food stamps. Approximately 45% of the 1.6 million veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan are seeking disability compensation. The average wait to get a disability claim process is now eight months. Payment ranges from $127 monthly for a 10% disability to $2,769 for a full disability. That is some...
2: Great information, Taylor. Yes, ma'am. We're going to now take it away and introduce our next girlfriend,
3: Anne. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Um, I'll just give a brief, um, brief, or uh, er, brief her thing. Um, Anne Montague is a rosy starter. Some of her first memories are about the home front war effort, saving Greece and taking it to the store to be used in the war effort, their large. Victory Garden and her mother going to work in the mornings, feeling well, but coming back dizzy from inspecting lenses um, at what they call the war factory. Rosie's are the surviving women who worked on the home front for the war efforts during World War II. We encourage people to find them, learn what they did then, and get Americans to work with them now, though they are about 90 years old, to do projects and leave a lasting record of their legacy. Each Rosie is different, and each story has the human touch. Most Rosies are deceased now. Without further ado, I would like to welcome Anne Montague and her
4: guest, Michael. Thank you so much, bro beautiful. Um, I feel that the most important thing for us to keep recording um, with the group and For America folks, is that um, these women add so much more to our knowledge of World War II. They add to our knowledge of what it means to uh, come back from more um, disabled or essentially harmed in body and spirit. They're the ones who um, had women like me as daughters who uh, learned to be more independent and really care about uh, how to meld the human touch with uh, a new type of social movement in America. The most important thing for me at this point is that we're launching a new type of social movement now where people all over the country will be doing projects or will be doing what we call rosy work, something that essentially captures the Roses while we can. And even after the last one is gone, keep that going. Now, um, I want to introduce our two guests here. One is Michael Kindred. He is our president, has been for several years, is a dyed-in-the-wool southerner. And we love that, uh, partly because my mother thought Kentuckians had more sense than anybody else in America. I think Bill Kamer would argue with that because Iowans come next and he's from Iowa Wisconsin and all that. So for whatever, uh, the two fellows that we have a guest here are practical guys. And they also really understand the importance of honoring the women who were essentially behind the scenes doing all kinds of things to help to win World War II. But they also, learn to pull together. So that's big, our big message is to pull together. I wanna introduce Michael Kindred. Michael uh, is our president. Why don't you just give a bit of an overview of uh, what you have seen since you've been with us, but most important, um, you know, um, I think we're all here to uh, you and and Bill here are uh, to show how much we appreciate, uh, the operation confidence and especially Consuela. So Thank can you. Can you take it from here a little bit? Move on
2: to introducing Michael. You want to say uh, acknowledge Bill and we well. want I'm
4: not sure that Bill can hear us. Bill, can you hear us?
2: There he is.
5: I can hear you.
4: Okay, good. Did you did you hear my tie right there? Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> So Michael, why don't you go ahead and tell what you've seen in our operation for a short time here and then we will introduce, Bill?
6: Well, real quickly, um, I got involved in this because I'm retired, but I've been back working, but I was a retired vocational school principal. And I was at the state level at the time as as a director of all the vocational schools. And we were trying to do a statewide project to include the Rosie the Riveters to try to recruit women into some of our we call non-traditional fields so that would be women into welding women into automotive women into machine tools things like that um found out that kentucky has quite a history of rosie the riveters um and so i was trying to find some living rosies and that's how i got in contact with ann and so from there we have been involved with uh not only projects, but interviewing these women, locating these women. There have been quite a few in my area. I'm actually sitting in Huntsville, Alabama right now, but I'm from Winchester, Kentucky, which is right outside Lexington. Um, and so we've done quite a bit of work up to this point. And it's, and it's shows like you all have that are promoting these women and rightfully so they need the recognition. They deserve the recognition and the credit for what they did. They did so much work behind the scenes that so many young people have no idea um, Mm. about what they participated in. And I used to, I used to coach basketball and one of my little mantras was little things win big ball games. And that was one of the things I used to hear buddy and then when they riveted talking about if one little rivet was, was, out of place or messed up. They had to repeat the whole process again because the lives of these military men flying these planes was at risk. And they took a tremendous amount of pride in making sure that the work and the quality of work that they did was up to, up to snuff and just almost perfection. So I appreciate what y'all are doing as far as interviewing these Rosies and locating them and promoting them. And Anne, I appreciate what she's done on leading this movement. And I've been to Philadelphia. I've met Bill. I've been to, to, to his chapel. And that's a that was a great experience for me too. So thank y'all for having us. And I really appreciate y'all's work.
4: And um, if you'll stay just a while longer, because in a minute, we're going to be talking about uh, what it is Consuela and her group uh, would like us to do in order to honor them. In other words, we had eventually, or a, a, we had originally, uh, just wanted to give them the award of being a model Rosie the Riveter organization. But how do we show that to the world? And um, you know, how can we make sure that um, what she has done is something that people realize that around the country, they they can do similar things. But she will always be the model or this group will be the model. Bill, let me introduce you. Um, Bill Kamer is a very special person. He uh, trained uh, chaplains for the military. So he's got that combination of being spiritual, but also being extremely practical. He's a very good trainer. And both of these men are extremely good facilitators. So if you have a group that needs some guidance or... Um, If you have a group that's um, maybe um, a little conflict or whatever, these two fellows can can make it happen. Uh, They're a wonderful team and I'm very proud of both of them. Now, when I first met Bill, um, he is the executive director of the chapel of the four chaplains, which is, uh, he'll tell you the history of that here in a minute, but um, that chapel is in the Philadelphia shipyards. And there's a huge history of production in the Philadelphia shipyards with um, lots and lots of companies still there. But mostly um, what I love is the sense of that chapel in the middle of um, uh, essentially an open space that is uh, near where production was. It To me, it ties the spiritual and the practical together. And Bill is very good at doing that. So one of the things that Bill has done and and he's done many, but this is a new twist to um, the Rosie movement is uh, somewhat recently, one of the Rosie's was honored by um, the educational system there in Philadelphia and given a high school diploma. She dropped out of school to help in the war. effort. She's been around the world. She's a very, very bright lady. And um, Her name is June Robbins, and some of you have met June, but he had an event there where they actually gave her a high school diploma, and she was really pleased at that and very surprised. So this is the sort of thing that people can do if they just care and do it their own way. We don't say you've got to build a park or you've got to, to name a highway. We say, these are the things we've done. What is it you want to do? And both Bill and Michael have been very good to come up with their own ideas. So, Bill, why don't you uh, tell a little bit about what you're doing at the chapel and how that ties to uh, the Rosies?
7: So, I'm Bill Kemmer. Um, yeah, I got involved with the Rosies a couple of years ago. Actually, it was before I got there. Christine Beattie was the director, and they did an event with the Rosies. Um, June happens who we got the high school diploma. She happened to be a Rosie at the Navy yard, um, at 17, she came to the Navy yard, actually worked at, um, uh, I think it's lock one, which is just a short walk from our chapel. So when our organization moved to the Navy yard in, um, 2000 and we moved into an old Navy, 1942 Navy chapel, um, we kinda, in some ways inherited the story of the uh, Rosies and anything else that happened on the Navy Yard. So one of the things I do um, uh, at the Navy Yard is to try to preserve the history of the Navy Yard. And as I told the, the developers, there's about 150 companies now um, on the Navy Yard, but I, as I tell them all the time, is if you want to keep flying the banner of the Navy Yard and preserve the history, you got to preserve the history of one uh, of the chapel, which happens to be on your Navy Yard. Um, but also um these stories of um the Rosie the rivers or anybody else that worked on the Navy yard there's like forty thousand people worked on the Navy yard during the war. They made about like over fifty um ships um for the war effort um so a couple of things we do at the chapel we we always do an annual event, a bell ringing event um which that's part of our saving the history and you know if we can, we get a rosie there if if you know, in the future, there's no roses left. We'll still continue to do that, but we'll do that to honor um, their history. Um, as our land gets landscaped around us, um, this is a new project that's gonna happen. We'll make sure we get um, a dogwood tree planted in recognition of the roses. Um, so that's kind of our mission locally. I think eventually um, as we start to reopen and start developing just new programs, um, we'll, um, adopt, adopt some type of youth program and share the history of the Rosie's zone. Um, right now we're, you know, we, we can't do a lot. It's just Michelle and I, um, I'm actually living in DC now, uh, when COVID hit. Um, so our program has been a little limited at the chapel. We're still trying to work out how we can, uh, ramp that up again, uh, in the future, but, um, we do everything we can to support, um, um, the Rosie movement, I I guess my role in the army, I was not a chaplain. I was a chaplain assistant. So our job was to support chaplains and their calling. So we did everything but preach and, uh, and counsel. you know, we made sure we did everything else. So part of that role is we were always great at, um, uh, networking and bringing in resources for soldiers. So if they needed help in any area, financial, educational, you know, we became kind of the, um, the resident expert. So I kind of use that same uh, mantra with the chapel. You know, I try to look for different organizations that kind of can walk along with us. You know, our story is about selfless service, interfaith cooperation. So we try to find organizations that um, that we feel comfortable with and then we help support them and they help tell our story and we help support their story. So that's kind of where we're at. I also work full-time at Arlington National Cemetery. So right now I'm a little probably a little over my skis as they say in Wisconsin, but uh, I kinda, you know, trying to do both. Chapel still wants me to keep moving on. So I am doing both, but um, it's right now I'm trying to find a balance between those two, so.
4: So Bill, uh, one of the things that I um, cling to as I work with you in different ways is that I think you are aware that history is not enough History is incredibly important. It's good in many ways for tourism, but what people really need is to be involved. And I think you've done a great job there at the chapel to get people to go beyond the history of why the chapel, is called the chapel of the four chaplains, and to involve the public and uh, getting to know the Rosies, but also just get them involved. And that's one of the things that that we always push is that it's the, the history is necessary, but it's not sufficient for people to get uh, really excited and to feel that they own part of it. So when you get people to do projects like you've done with the, um, you got the chaplain who helped Uh, to get the high school diploma for for June. That's basically uh, informed public or informed civic involvement. And that's really important to us. We don't just collect the history. And I, I feel that our future there with the chapel of the four chaplains is going to be Um, even greater because you know how to do projects and you know how to reach out to people. Um,
7: Yeah, I'm partnering with uh, one of my last chaplains I worked for was um, Brigadier General um, Grant out of, um, he's down in Florida now. So um, part of our, as we go around the country and tell our story, um, our big thing is, you know, chaplains are called to the ministry, we always say, but we also feel that other people are called to use their talents in other ways music arts or education like i was a teacher before i um, took on this role um so a part of that is to uh, encourage other people to use their talents yes. for something in their community whether it's in their job or whether it's outside their job so that's our awards program is really based on that as we travel around the country we give awards to individuals organizations for um doing what, um, And's trying to do, you know, step up in their community and take on projects and um, try to make things better for others around you, I guess. Yeah.
4: And that's a good segue, I think, Connie, into um, Operation Confidence. We definitely want to essentially designate you as a Model Rosie the Riveter organization, but we want your input as to how you think that should best be done. Um, We could have an event at Labor Day because typically that is the time we give these awards, but it may not work this year for you. We might want to wait till Thanksgiving, give thanks to our roses and thank you for giving thanks to our roses, that sort of thing. But what we'd like your organization to do is tell us what makes you comfortable uh, in terms of an award. We would like to have media coverage, but you never know whether that's going to happen. I do think we can probably find a writer to do it because you have a wonderful story of you're putting in years and years of work um, caring for the welfare of uh, disabled veterans and disabled persons, and um, essentially the, the real sad stories of many veterans that feel pretty much left out, pretty much abandoned. So you've done a wonderful job, you're still doing it, you're not where you want to go, but we want our award to you to be, to bring good attention to you. Well, so. we're
2: quite honored to receive such an award and I apologize for not coming on uh, today, but I I slept under the fan, a bit of a sore throat, so. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Bill, I wanna thank you as well. Uh, you were on a while back with uh, With uh, and and remember uh, our executive director. I'm sorry, our um, board member, um, Matt Davidson, was one of the honorees for for the chaplain, for chaplains. And you're showing some pictures. You don't have any pictures?
4: No pictures (laughs) today, Bill, right?
2: No. Okay. Um, We want to thank you for returning.
4: I think it's a good segue now into uh, Kathy. Kathy, you know, Bill's talking about um, whatever talent you have, give it. (laughs) And uh, we're trying to uh, find uh, people, especially artists, uh, and that isn't just the visual arts, but performing arts, uh, to um, essentially understand that our message is, we pull better when we pull together. Or as one Rosie said, we pulled together, then we can do it again. It's our only hope. That's exactly what she said. So I'm hoping that Kathy's uh, artist friend here will be able to enlighten us on some beautiful things she's done. And maybe at some point, we can work with her on some uh, Rosie Rosie messages, but that's up to
2: you all. Yeah, well, she's definitely a part of it, especially Dr. Kathy Cash, and we're all excited to have Phyllis on board, and uh, of course you, Anne, so we'll put all those puzzle parts together, right?
4: Yes, that's right, puzzle parts.
2: (laughs) But I can't wait for uh, Dr. Cash to introduce veteran Phyllis, and let's go from there. Doctor, are you on? Yes, definitely. So
3: yeah. I will Phyllis introduce Miller. Uh, Dr. Yeah, please. Say that again Connie. Okay. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Cash me. Dr. Kathy Cash is live at the Phillips Chapel CME Church of Santa Monica with artist veteran Phyllis Thomas Miller. Hi y'all. Today um uh, today she's at Phillips Phillips Chapel is celebrating family and friends day. Okay. Uh, Phyllis has just returned from Washington, D.C., welcome back, Um, where she was part of Healing Hearts at the Library of Congress Veterans Empowerment event, From Conflict to Creativity. Phyllis often shares, during these troubled times, art is ideal for exploring the avenue of creating a sense of calm and tranquility by using paint and brushes, along with everyday items, for the therapeutic benefits. Today, Dr. Cash will capture highlights of the Library of Congress events and take part in an on-site art demonstration. Take it away, Dr. Cash. All right. Welcome, <laughs>
2: welcome, veteran Phyllis Miller. We're so happy to see what you've been doing, girlfriend.
5: So you. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Cash. All right, all right. So let me start off with the word of prayer. Can you all hear me OK?
2: Yes, yes, we can. All
5: right. Let me start off with a word of prayer. Shall we bow? Heavenly Father, how we say thank you for the blessings of this platform, for those who are involved in it. Lord, we just thank you for the vision that you set forth that is coming to fruition. Lord, we just ask your blessings upon those board members, the committee members, the parts of this great organization that are absent today. If there's illness, Lord, we ask that you touch their body, heal their body. Otherwise, Lord, whatever it is that's going on, we ask that you meet them at their point of need. We thank you, Lord, for this organization who sets forth to bring to light the, uh, the needs of the veteran. We thank you, Lord, for their leader, Consuela, and we ask, Lord, that you heal her in the name of Jesus. So as we move forward, Lord, we just ask that you continue to keep us individually and collectively in your mighty matchless name, amen, amen, amen. Amen. man. thank you, that was beautiful. All right, so we are at Phillips Chapel CME in Santa Monica the oldest African-American church, not only in Santa Monica, but in the state of California. We're here celebrating their family and friends day. And I am here with my good friend, my diva partner, (laughs) Navy veteran Phyllis Miller. And as we saw on previous week's show, she she traveled to Washington, D.C. for a special art show uh, focused on veterans. So Phyllis, tell us about about that art show. Of course, we have an airplane right now. Okay. Pardon me. It's a airplane going over. Basically, the
1: Library of Congress, this project was in the planning 13 months ago. And between the Library of Congress and Uniting Us, uh, founder Anne Marie Halteman and her co-founder Tiffany. And both of them are uh, past experience Curators, as well as Anne Marie is a Air Force Academy engineer. uh, And at the same time, Tiffany, a veteran as well. And they decided to create a platform, veteran artists, within the institutions that make our country and have been, of course, uh, protected by us fellow veterans, active duty to veterans, to community. So the United, uh, the, the Library of Congress, and Uniting Us, created from conflict to creativity where fellow veteran artists were selected specifically to exhibit certain works, uh, create demonstrations live before an audience, speak to dignitaries on the importance of art and why art should be a course to be supported. We We had the opportunity to enlighten many congressmen and senators who are still back in the dark ages, but we brought them back to life. And fortunately for the state of California, Congressman Ted Lieu, uh, on behalf of the field representative, Janet Turner, uh, their staffers came and visit us in Washington DC, where we had photos and discussions and many visitors who are PTSD veterans to visitors to guests from all over the world paid the United, uh, Uniting Us through the Library of Congress, which was the facility hosting this grand event. And all I can say it was a, it was a great honor uh, to present art in a way of its therapeutic important, importantness. So I was able to demonstrate my therapeutic uh, philosophy is that there's art within all of us. And at the same time, art is very therapeutic in the sense that it is healing it is relaxing and it is empowering
2: that is so wonderful so
7: i love that you yes. were, you
2: and were and awesome in my before weren't you to tell us all about it yes. and i see you when yes. it was extraordinary we're so proud yes. of
1: it thank you and thank you and at that time i did get a chance to go by the Dulles <coughs> international airport i did see my painting I was just in a rush. I didn't have a chance to take a picture with it, but I noticed that it is there and people were looking at it. And I'm proud to say the Ronald Reagan Airport uh, will have another piece of my art called Water Is Life. So if you go to my website, www.meroegallery.com is where you'll see my art. And for the city of Santa Monica, We're hoping to start having a therapeutic paint and sip here at the outdoor patio of Phillips Chapel as as per the blessing and approval by Dr. Jacqueline D. May, who's looking forward to bridging the community and the veteran community. And with the assistance of Dr. Cash, uh,
5: the whole cohesiveness through art will benefit all. And that's another out here today because of the fact that there are so many veterans in Santa Monica, so many homeless veterans, we're looking to uh, use Phillips Chapel in this beautiful patio um, to host the paint and sip or paint and snacks, to paint the art therapy, to give people an opportunity to come out and you don't have to be a great artist. You just have to wanna hold a brush yes. and just put some color on a canvas because nothing is wrong. You can do nothing wrong with art because it's an an expression of how you feel. And Phyllis does a great job with talking you through how you put your feelings onto that canvas using the various colors. So I, I participated personally in her paint and snack workshops and they are awesome. So we're looking to do them not only here in Santa Monica, but throughout Southern California. Wow,
2: that is so amazing. Well, we look forward to you having some video of the, and showing us, <coughs> excuse me, throat, showing us what you're doing at the uh, church in a couple, When you say it's gonna be a couple of
5: weeks from now? Yeah, we, we are, we're still waiting to get some logistics together, but yes, we will uh, do video and show a, a blank canvas to a piece of art, yes. We'll be able to show that and show the veterans who will be participating. Those who desire to be video yes. will be able to show them. And that becomes an accomplishment on their part. Because when you look at a veteran who's going through, who's suffering through mental illness, whether it be PTSD, TBI, whatever mental or physical illnesses that they're going through, the smallest little accomplishments mean a lot in life. Right. So if I can do one thing, then that means I can do another thing. And that means I can do another thing and then another thing. So that's also that part of reintegrating our veterans back into the community.
2: Wow, that's uh, so wonderful. Well, I'm somewhat of a backroom artist. (laughs) So I would love to join you as well, uh, Dr. Dr. Miller. I'd love to be a part of that. So you'll keep me posted when it goes through, right? Can you hear me? Look like your internet froze.
4: I think I
2: think it did freeze. Okay,
4: yeah.
2: well, it'll um, come back on once they get it up. So we're gonna move right along, but that's <laughs> it's on you, Taylor.
3: Yes, ma'am. Hot news. I can't do it as good as Charles, but this will suffice. Um, on July twenty fifth and twenty sixth, Operation Confidence hosted um, an event. Um, with the Frank Clark Foundation. It was a football camp at Linwood High School that was a huge success. The veterans camp was held in collaboration with Paralyzed Veterans of America's California chapter. Operation Confidence, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that advocates for disabled veterans. Throughout the camps, Frank Clark and its coaches offered tips and hands-on instructions including lectures, fundamental football skills, stations, contests, and non-contact games in the high energy, fun, and positive environment with cleanliness and sanitation measures in place. Campers were placed in small groups by age to ensure maximum instruction featuring a 10 to 1 maximum camper to coach ratio. The camp was staffed by some of the area's top high school and college coaches. Awards were given in each age group. Each attendee received a souvenir autograph from Frank Clark, which was um, a camp team photo, and a limited edition Frank Clark Football Camp Pro t-shirt. I would also like to inform our viewers and and listeners about Employment opportunities at Amazon. Um, there are five um, locations that are looking for full time and part time staff. There's one in Los Angeles in the Glendale area. There's a little bit of um, 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 There's a uh, opening in Los Angeles, Glendale Delivery Station. Um, And they're looking for delivery station associates. There's um, an opening in Santa Clarita. They're looking for a sortation associate. There's one in Chatsworth. Looking for delivery station associate. There's um, opportunities in Burbank for the delivery station. The role would be delivery station associate. And also in Simi Valley, um, delivery station associate. You can um, go to amazon.com slash flexible jobs. Um, to look up these um, employment opportunities for students you can also go to Amazon, amazon.com slash student hourly jobs um, for military you can look you can go on amazon.com slash military jobs and for all abilities amazon.com slash pwd hourly jobs um, i would like to suggest that candidates also text Amazon to 77088 in order to be alerted when more applications open.
2: Okay, that's great information. Mm-hmm. Okay, can you hear us, Dr. Cash?
3: So do you want me to close it out, Connie? or?
2: I think she was coming back on with another announcement, but she's muted. You're muted, Dr. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to close out now.
5: Okay. There she goes. All right. My, my tablet got hot and it cut off. Oh, okay. But we figured you all got the gist of what we were saying. Yes, we did. Thank you so much. And yes, we appreciate uh, to share that on today. Um, And when we do our, when we do our, um, (laughs) <laughs> um, I hear, him, I hear him. when we when we get ready to do our demonstration we'll definitely make some video and bring it back to the show and hopefully be able to interview some veterans as well so that they can share the type of experience that they had in doing the paintings
2: that would be wonderful
5: <laughs> because I remember the first time that I did a paint to snack I was just so stressed out mm-hmm. because I was trying to do it right. <laughs> but then phyllis let us know that there is no right, no right way to do it you pick up a brush you put some color on it and then you put it on a canvas <laughs> and the more you did that it was just so relaxing to do that um but before we end it i know ann you had a question earlier
4: yeah well i'm i'm actually uh, always looking for a way for us to uh collaborate across disciplines um as Bella said and all of us are are talking here today about, uh, we all have skills that uh, should be used. In the American Rosie movement, we are completely stressing that uh, whatever skill you have, uh, let's bring it to a national movement, but the national movement has to have some cohesion, of course. So what the, the Rosie legacy is about is to pull together do highest quality work, do it in a spirit of cooperation and do it to honor the fact that we are to be blessed with our freedom and to keep our freedom going. So I really think that you uh, I am very high on the arts. Um, I have quite a history of starting the New England String Ensemble in Boston, etc. But I believe that the arts, And with uh, Michael's many contacts in the um, Department of Education there in Kentucky with his concerns for uh, vocational training uh, Mm -hmm. and Bill's concerns for veterans in many different ways, his uh, very strong tie to history, but his ability, you know, he does do the services or help to do the services at Arlington Cemetery every day. So this man is involved. So I think that we should be thinking about how to build a, a grant with Connie, with your, um, with Connie's group and her outreach group, do an art piece, and essentially let's let's say this is what we want to do. If it costs five hundred dollars, that's fine. But I'm going to tell you that we may as well ask for five million. <laughs> it's easier to get a lot of money than it is a little bit of money if you have a good team and if your team is working together.
1: Yeah, that's and true, yeah. Otherwise and, and, and you're, you
4: really waste your time a lot on little small grants. So I think we need to start t- talking to Connie and all of us start, start talking together. What is the skill we bring? Put together yeah. all the skills and say, this is what we're gonna do with it.
1: Okay. And, and if, if I may interject, is that as, as an artist and a veteran, I hold dear to the Rosie because my mother served in World War II. She was an army officer colonel. Really?
4: And, really? and
1: she was the first woman ever to work on the scientific team of the Robin Oppenheimer Manhattan Project. And she was an RN and she was a professor at Michigan State And due to racism, uh, she was able to meticulously, through her favorite game of euphemism (laughs) and and logistics and wordplay, she was always able to put other on her application. And because of her fair skin, she was able to make leaps and bounds for other, especially women of color who had that barrier because they wore it on their face, unfortunately. So when I create art, the painting I'm working on right now will have an image of her and that uh, momentous experiment, which now her military record is still considered top secret. Um, I'm gonna be creating a painting and I hope one of these days to work with a, a Rosie project and an art project to bring attention and this is how we bridge the gap, bringing the veteran and the civilian community together because art has no words, it's a visual beyond words. So therefore you can capture people before they know because the words are not allowed to become a sticking point or blocking our main issue is to empower through art.
4: We We have to rise above the words uh, yep. That get very selectively um, used by people uh, who forget the bigger picture, who forget that we we really are one human family, and we've got to move on with that. Comes Great. From. Yeah.
2: Before you before we sign off, uh, Dr. Miller, do you have any pictures of your mom to bring back on the show? She sounds like an amazing woman that we should know about. And
1: I, I do, and, and with the assistance of the Library of Congress, I hope to have some pictures and images within the next two
2: weeks. Okay, great. Along with your mom's pictures, right? Yes,
1: yes.
2: Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. We want to thank, thank all of our guests for being on today. I apologize once again for not showing my face, but I, I, you wouldn't like me if you see how that how my throat hurts. But anyway, I thank you so much, Bill. I appreciate you coming back and giving your wonderful uh, testimony about what you do and it's an honor to meet Mike. And you said Mike was the, uh, your executive director, I believe?
4: No, Mike was our president. President. Okay. Uh, thanks, plain and simple. And um, thanks, plain and simple, is the umbrella organization for the American Rising Movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael, just to brag about him, which I never ever quit doing, it's um, constant um, pleasure. Is um, he's a dodden wool southerner, and I love that because um, I feel that had we worked only in Boston uh, or Washington, of course I've worked in Boston for eighteen years, and we work a lot out of Washington now. We would have not had the sort of grassroots feeling that Michael brings to this organization. And especially since the Roses were were from all over America and especially since they did all kinds of jobs. And he is um, essentially, he's retired three times now as a principal of a votech school. So he knows hands-on stuff. So we already have a really good team folks, but all we really need to do is, use Michael and, and um, uh, Bill's really good skills for outreach and to essentially get people to, to pull together. And let's come up with a plan. We're ready to do that. And I think the first thing to do is come up with a plan. And then we will give you an award, uh, Connie, your group, an award. And then as we give that award, we can announce it, what, what else we're planning to do together.
7: It and hopefully wonderful.
4: that'll bring not only some money for the project, it will bring the attention that we all need to move on with our own work. Um, exactly. with sounds great. Yeah. That's a,
2: thank you so much, Ann, for that information. I know Dr. Miller and Dr. Cash would like to be involved as well. So we're going to sign off now
6: and thank everybody for coming on. You're going to I take, take care way. of
4: Huntsville, uh, Michael. Are you going to take care of Huntsville?
6: I'm going to do the best I can, but let me also add to my dad was in the Army Air Corps and he passed away three years ago today at the age of 92. So. Oh my God,
2: what's that today? Do no. you have any yes. pictures to share with us later
6: of your dad? I probably can. I've got, we've got plenty of them around, but he was proud to serve and uh, and I know he... You know, I, I can't tell you how proud I was of him. You know, and my and my grandfather's in World War One also. So, well, if you um,
2: have any, you any pictures to show, we would be honored. We we'd oh, love. Be glad them. to. be Glad Thank to. You so much, hey,
4: Michael. Something I need you to do is you made the poster of your your girls and your vocational yes. school, and one of those is your daughter, and I can't figure out which one is your daughter.
6: <laughs> oh one, really? yeah.
4: The one in the middle or the one on the right.
6: I think it's the one on the right. I, I, I can't remember. I think it's one on the right.
4: Okay. Anyhow, that's a sort of a small thing, fellows. That can be done. We need an art project. I don't care what it is, but we need <laughs> to really make sure that everybody's got the same message. And as diverse as we are, and as more diverse as we are becoming every day, we need the same message. We well, work better Dr. when we pull together. I
2: think Dr. Miller has it all all together for us to learn from her wonderful wonderful experiences and opportunities we want to Thanks thank so you much. all for coming on the show T- taylor we're going to let you wind it down
3: yes ma'am
2: and more than as
3: always we want to remind our listeners and viewers that our goal for the show is to raise awareness about operation confidence's mission which is to provide stable housing with a wide range of supportive services including employment opportunities for veterans with disabilities and those of whom may have experienced homelessness. So if you or anyone you know would like to get involved with our grassroots mission please contact us at info at operationconfidence.org and visit our website at www.OperationConfidence.org. And don't forget to subscribe to Americans Invisible Heroes page on YouTube. And without further ado.
2: Okay, we're gonna say goodbye and thank you so much. And we really appreciate our amazing guests and uh, we welcome you back at any time,
4: okay?
6: Thank Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks
4: Michael and Bill and everybody.
0: For more information, or to be a guest on our show, email info at OperationConfidence.org. Bye-bye. Bye now.